I mean, I used to live in Brighton. You can always meet people for a pint on the beach. But if you sort of bumped into someone in town and went, do you want to go to the swimming pool later? I think people would quickly decide you're a deviant. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is Dan Benedictus and I host the Desert Island Dicks podcast. Thank you for joining us, Dan. How are you today? I'm all right. Uh, I'm sleep deprived from having a six week old baby and a, and a nearly four year old and uh, a very crazy personal life at the minute. But, you know, I won't complain. I'm, I'm doing all right. For the purposes of this, I'm fine. You didn't need all that extra stuff before. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? It was actually started by my good friend James Deacon who started the podcast but uh, we used to work together and he sat next to me and he came up with the idea for the show as many things in radio and podcasting start with just a sort of a pun or like a, a funny title so he came up with Desert Island Dicks and he used to come up with ideas all the time but this one I thought was so good I just wanted to hear it so I hassled him relentlessly until he eventually made it and then spent the next couple of years going fuck, I wish I'd thought of that. And uh, eventually he was getting so busy he couldn't do it anymore. And so I sort of suggested that maybe I could take over it. What would qualify someone to be a dick? Uh, I mean, it's such a wide ranging thing. I mean, you've got the obvious sort of politicians, uh, you know, who are just dickish and mean and do bad things in the world. And then there's just people that sort of piss you off a little bit. and I think, you know, there's sometimes there's people who people pick them because they're nice people, but just not in the setting of a desert island when you've been abandoned. I think that's quite the interesting thing is seeing why people choose who they choose and, and, and the reasons they give. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just it's not even them being a dick. It's a quality in themselves that would make you be a dick towards them. So it's the sort of interplay between the two of you this is a bad answer but um yeah it can be anything from someone being annoying in your childhood to someone cutting in front of you in a queue um i mean being british there's no shortage of things that piss us off and there's no shortage of dicks in the world which is quite good for us because we put the podcast out weekly so we need a lot of dicks in the world unfortunately when did you last feel embarrassed Well, the good thing about a global pandemic and lack of social interaction is that I don't really go out anymore and sort of get embarrassed amongst other people. But I'm someone who can get embarrassed on their own. Like one thing, I've spoken about this to other people. I never know if they get what I mean. But sometimes I can feel embarrassed even if there's no one else in my house. So like, I hate the feeling of like, I hate the feeling of wearing socks with nothing else. You know, sometimes if maybe you've got dressed and then you want to get changed, so you would put some new trousers on, and you just, for a moment, you might just be standing there with no pants or trousers on, like Donald Ducking, in just your socks. And, like, that feeling I'm always makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. So it's not 
I suppose it is a sort of embarrassment, even though no one can see me. But that that's the thing that makes me feel embarrassed. So whenever that last happened, I think the other day it happened, and I was putting some, some clean trousers on, that makes me feel embarrassed. How adventurous are you? I think I am probably a seven and a half to eight, depending on, out of ten, obviously, not out of a hundred, because that would be unadventurous. I think I can be, but sometimes I need a bit of prep. I don't know if adventurousness requires spontaneity. Um, If it, you know, the spontaneous, spontaneous bit I'm not very good at, but... I like to think I've been around the block a few times. Um, I mean, it's hard because, you know, one man's adventurousness is another man's vanilla. But I think also, I was thinking the other day that even calling something vanilla is weird because vanilla is supposed to mean bland, but vanilla is a seed pod from a tropical island, the tropical island of Madagascar, and that's pretty fucking exotic, I think. So I think it's unfair to call things vanilla. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to feel positive today. I'm going to say I'm an 8 out of 10 adventurousness, adventurous person. Fruit or veg? I am a big fan of both. I think in listening to my podcast, in Desert Island Dicks, there's a section we ask people their least favourite food and drink. And I generally don't have a problem with most foods apart from like offal. Uh, so I pretty much like everything. Probably fruit. I think it's it's uh, nature's sweets, isn't it? It's good. I eat a lot of fruit, um, but veggie is also good. So it's not a bad choice, really. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned in one of your episodes? I'd say that the thing that I still find quite interesting is that out of all of the dicks that we've had in um, well over 100, maybe 150, 200 episodes, is that Bear Grylls is the leading dick. He's the person that's been chosen the most, like above Piers Morgan and everyone. And I've got, I don't really have anything against him, but a lot of the times people will pick someone as a dick and I kind of think, okay, I don't really mind that person, but I can definitely see why they're a dick. And But I genuinely never realised that Bear Grylls was so loathed. Like he gets picked again and again. And, you know, like I say, against Piers Morgan and, and Bing, the annoying cartoon rabbit, which all parents hate. Um, and yeah, I mean, I never really watched much Bear Grylls, so maybe that's why I don't realise how annoying he is, but people fucking hate that guy. And it's weird, especially because on a desert island, I mean, he's probably about the most useful person you can have, but no one's picking Ray Mears. People seem to, the, the people don't mind him. People love Bruce Parry, and that's fair enough. But yeah, Bear. I mean, being called Bear isn't a good start, is it? Because I automatically you're like, what's your problem? Bear. Like, I I get it, you like going outside, but yeah, people can't stand him. What advice would you give to a 15-year-old you? Um, uh, probably, uh, don't worry about it, it'll be okay. Just in general, that advice, you can just say, apply that to any any of your teenage problems. It'll all, It'll all be all right in the end. Uh, stop hanging out with a guy called Ricky, who is my best friend for a long time, but is an absolute bastard. Um, probably don't smoke quite as much weed. Um, and cut your hair earlier than you think you should. I mean, I let my hair grow quite long up until I was about 18. 
And looking back, I definitely just should have let that one go a long time earlier. I get people who came up to me I went to college with and they were like, oh yeah, I remember you used to have dreadlocks. And I didn't, but my hair, that was just the state of my hair. People just assumed that I had dreadlocks, which is disgusting. So yeah, that's some advice. None of it that useful. Uh, but yeah. Where is the line between art and not art? <laughs> oh, I mean, asking someone who makes podcasts, light-hearted podcasts, slagging people off for a living is uh, about art is probably probably barking up the wrong tree. Uh, maybe it's intent, you know, like, you know, you've got Marcel, is it Duchamp, who put the, um, the urinal on the wall? I don't know why I'm asking you because you won't reply, but, uh, you know, that was an intentional act, wasn't it, to make something art? And you could say, well, there's loads of art if a urinal counts. You know, just any old shit can be art. But I suppose it's intent and meaning is the line. And, um, and you know, desired outcome, I suppose. If hell exists, what is it like? Hmm. I mean, I quite like the idea of the sort of fiery hell and devils and Satan and pitchforks and stuff, just because it's really easy to imagine. There was that thing, I remember in assembly, a teacher telling you about, telling us about a story, is it a parable? And like everyone, like you go to an afterlife and there's a big banquet table full of food and drink, but you're only allowed to use giant chopsticks that are really long to feed yourself. And they're so long, you can't reach your own mouth with them. And so you're starving because you can't enjoy all this nice food. And that's hell. And then heaven is where everyone's learned to feed each other. And um, I don't know if I agree with that or not, because I think I could think of much worse, worse things. I mean, generally, if you listen to one of the episodes of Desert Island Dicks, that's pretty much people's own hell is what they're trying to get at. You know, so they're trying to sort of what they're left with on the island is, you know, the worst three people, the worst food and drink, the worst film and song and the worst animal. And once you've put those things in place, I mean, you're pretty much halfway there, aren't you? Um, I mean, for me, I think I did it once and picked Davina McCall, Jason Statham, uh, what's his name? Um, Ed Sheeran, Sparkling Water, Love Actually. I mean, you know, I could pick more dickish things, I suppose, if I had my time again. But, I mean, putting me with those things... That's pretty hellish. And I think in a way that's sort of worse than the fire and, brim, fire and brimstone hell because, you know, you have to make conversation with Jason Statham. Beach or swimming pool? I think beach because you can sort of get up and do stuff. You, you're not allowed to have alcohol in swimming pools, are you? There's no petting, no dive bombing. There's lots of rules, aren't there? I think at beach, you know, you can swim a bit sit down for a bit, dig a hole, have a drink, have a drink in a hole, uh, do a bit more digging. I think you've got options. I think you've got options. With a swimming pool, you can sort of meet people there. I mean, I used to live in Brighton. You can always meet people for a pint on the beach. But if you sort of bumped into someone in town and went, do you want to go to the swimming pool later? I think people would quickly decide you're a deviant. Do you read your podcast reviews? Uh, sometimes, but, um, I try not to too much because I do get, I, I think I'm fragile enough that I do get really annoyed when they're bad ones. 
Um, but I think it's all right if generally they're good and the ones that are bad generally tend to focus on me being too woke or lefty. Um, and so if it's something like that, I don't really mind because it's just a fundamental difference of opinion. So that's kind of okay. Um, what I don't understand is when it's sort of like they'll leave a, a negative review just about one guest rather than the podcast as a whole. And that's a bit annoying. Sometimes I go and like if it's a negative review, I kind of see what else they've commented on. And generally they've sort of gone on to loads of podcasts going, Ugh, God, it's full of snowflakes. Bloody hell. Um, and then I know I can sort of discount everything they say. What is your favourite album? Ooh, uh, rambling, non-specific answer coming up. I would say I'm a massive David Bowie fan. So from his catalogue, I'd have to say Hunky Dory, but then I'd have Ziggy Stardust and Station to Station as close second and third. I think as a whole album, Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf is really good. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan's 36 Chambers is pretty outstanding. Uh, I like John Grant a lot and his his albums Queen of Denmark and uh, what's the other one that I listen to a lot but I can't remember the name it's something called like Black Tickles and Grey Pressure or the other way around but that one's good um, yeah that'll, that'll do that makes me sound vaguely rounded as a music listener have you ever deliberately changed who you are to impress others? Yeah, I'm sure I have. I mean, I wouldn't say like completely fundamentally changed myself, but I think I've probably, I've probably, probably moulded myself slightly. I mean, when you're a teenager, you do all the time, don't you? You're constantly trying to fit in with other people and change yourself, even though they're doing the same thing, which is why all teenagers are such a mess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes when I'm even doing the podcast, they Sometimes people pick things they hate and it's stuff that I actually quite like and I've got to sort of adapt and see what they're talking about and if I can find some way of agreeing with them. I don't know if that's impressing others really, but it's probably trying to find a middle ground where you're liking each other, so maybe that counts. Generally it doesn't work very well if you're trying to impress someone. If you're trying to just get along and pass the time, then that's probably okay, isn't it? But... um yeah, I'm sure I've said some stupid shit to impress people in the past. What makes you angry? Ah, oh, man. Well, um, I find just the news in general is quite angry-making, isn't it? Um, I was in a meeting at work today. There's this big staff meeting, because aside from being a podcaster, I've got a job. And um, I normally ignore them and don't go to these meetings. But I did actually go to one and within about five minutes of listening to managers not answer questions and just kind of talk in management speak, I got quite cross for quite a long time after I'd left the meeting. And things like um, like the media in general, because I work in the media, there's a lot of bollocks in there. People say things like, um, we had a really good learn this year, or one of our big learns from 2020. And you're like, do you mean one of one of the things you learnt or one of your learnings? They, they talk like that a lot, and that's absolutely infuriating. Um, think, yeah, you know, if I'm going to be heavy about it, you know, state of politics and the world. Uh, but 
You know what, as well, actually, right, so next year I'm going to be 40, and I feel like it's time to have, like, a, a it's like petty crusades. I think that's a good sort of middle-aged thing, right? So a couple of them that I'm kind of getting into as a sort of approaching middle-aged person are, um, firstly, my neighbours keep putting plastic bags in the recycling, and that really annoys me, but I keep forgetting to leave a note because that makes me feel a bit too petty, but it is important. And electric scooters, because they're really fast and they're always on pavements and you can't hear them. And I'm like, what if I was walking with my children and you, you nearly run me over and, or I nearly hit one with my car? And they, So I feel like they're my angry middle-aged man crusades that I'm going to really make an effort to sort of keep on top of and um, turn into a crusade. What is your favourite smell? Uh, I love freshly cut ginger. That's good. We've got some soap at the minute that smells like freshly cut ginger. And uh, that's really good. If you mix in a bit of lemongrass there too, mm, chef's kiss. Um, on a sort of sentimental level, my son, my my youngest son, my newborn son is like coming up to seven weeks old. And he's got that real pungent baby smell and it smells fantastic. And when he was born, at first he didn't have it. And I don't know what it was. And I was like, this one doesn't smell that that strong of baby like the other one did and it's sort of kicked in over time I don't know what it is that I guess it's like just has to really all the milk and feces and stuff that just leaks out of their pores but eventually makes them smell incredible and now he's a real peak baby smell and it's fantastic have you ever been jealous of someone else yes I think so I try and sort of I try and be fairly honest with myself about when I'm jealous of people. Like, I tell you what, being completely honest, when James Deacon started this podcast that I do, Desert Island Dicks, he started it. And it wasn't jealousy, but I think it was like slight envy because I thought, thought, that's a really good idea and I'd really like to do it. But also, I realised that it was all stemming from the the idea that if I had done it, I, wouldn't nev- I would never have made it as good as he did because he went out there and book loads of amazing guests, and I would have just sort of got bored after I'd sort of interviewed everyone I knew. But he kept it going and got comedians and interesting people and politicians and just, yeah, really interesting people to talk to. And then I realised that actually my envy was just my own um, insecurities. And then when I did take over the podcast, it was fine because cause he had set a high bar. I had to keep up with that, and so it was okay because I had to just keep it at the level that he'd built it up to so then it was okay so maybe not jealousy I think jealousy is more negative but slightly envious and then most times I think I'm jealous of someone I actually examine what it is that they've got and what I think of it and realize that it's fine everything's fine are you superstitious no I mean now and again me and my wife have conversations like we're kind of working out what um what yeah, you know what animal our son was born in in the Chinese zodiac, and it's like, oh right, well, if he's born on this date that he was supposed to be born on, it said he'll get on really well with his brother because they'll have compatible signs. And we thought, oh, well, that'll be useful. And then he was born six weeks early, and it meant that he was going to be a different star sign. And we we're like, oh fuck, it says they won't get on now. And then I reminded my wife that it's probably all bollocks, so he probably shouldn't worry about it. Um. The other day I saw a magpie and sort of instinctively went to like, I used to always, when I was young, I used to do this thing where I used to cross my fingers when I saw a magpie. And I don't know why, I think it's like one of those weird like 
OCD things you have when you're young. And then I was like, what am I doing this for? It's a fucking bird. It's fine for a bird to be on its own. I mean, it can't be with someone all the time. So, yeah, no, no, I'm not superstitious. What person from history would you love to have as a guest on your show? Selfishly, I'd like David Bowie. I mean, I'm going to say he's part of history because he has a legacy and he's dead. So I think that's sort of acceptable. Although I just feel like I wouldn't be able to relax with him enough. Um, I think with history, I never go back that far. I don't know much about history. And I think, like, whenever people say, what, where would you most like to go? What period would you most like to go back to in history? It's always like, I'd like to go back to the early 90s rave scene. Even though I was alive in that time, I was too young to really enjoy it. So I'd like to go back as like an 18-year-old to really go to all those raves properly. So when I get to actual history, I find it difficult to choose. Um, I mean, it couldn't be someone, it's someone who has to sort of get the concept vaguely. So someone like, I mean, I think Churchill would probably, I've got no interest in meeting him, but I reckon he'd say some absolutely obscene things. So he'd probably quite like the concept of Desert Island Dicks, but he'd just say something awful like all Indians or something because he was so racist. So you couldn't have him on the show because it's it's bad. So, uh, fuck, I wish I could think of anyone from history. Can I just put David Bowie? It's a cop out. David Bowie. How long would you survive alone on a desert island? Uh, Not very long, I don't think. Um, I work in the media. I've got soft hands. Um, You know, I'm not... I like nature and the outdoors, but I don't know that makes me, you know, to appreciate something doesn't mean you're, you're good at it, does it? You know, you can appreciate art, but not be any good at it. Um, you know, sometimes I think, oh, on a desert island, you know, like humanity, we've done all right, you know, by just discovering things and and learning by trial and error. But then you realize that it isn't just sort of trial and error. It's like trial and error and people die in the error. It's like we've got to this point. We know that these berries are safe because of all the dead people who ate the other ones. You know, it's like, in the old days, you'd just come out and be like, oh, there's a man dead next to a bush. Okay, I won't eat those. I'll eat those over there. They seem to be okay. And that's how, you know, like, we learn by lots of people having fucked up massively before us. And if it was just me and there was no one else to sort of, like, try stuff, I think I'd, I think I wouldn't be that great. I like whittling. I'd be good at whittling and just sitting there carving sticks. But that's not really going to feed you, is it? I mean, it'd be good if someone picked me up and they were like, oh, you've got lovely sticks here, Dan. And I'd be like, yeah, I whittled them all myself. But I'd be very thin. So, yeah, I wouldn't survive very well. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? Well, I found it comforting um, because... I have two young children and not much time. As soon as, if I'm able to sit on my own and people ask me questions about myself, that's that's quite a comforting experience. I don't know if it will translate into a great listening experience for the listeners, um, but you know, if if you've got this far and you're not sure about me, at least you can know that, you know, maybe sort of cathartically just feel okay that it was quite soothing for me as a process and maybe that'll make you feel better about the whole thing like it wasn't a complete waste of time um and 
Yeah, I'm much better on Desert Island Dicks because there's another person to talk to, so I'd recommend that instead. Thank you again, Dan, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. Thank you. It was nice to meet you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.